This is but one of a thousand true crimes. to a thousand true crimes. Uh, this is Chelsea and I'm here of course with my lovely co-host Joe. How's it going girl? It is Friday. It is Friday evening and, and I apologize because my voice yeah, is like not its best right now. I came down with like a cold slash allergies because of the fall starting and North Carolina, I guess as Joe has pointed out to me, has the fall pollen and then the spring pollen. So now I'm getting yeah. slammed. And it's been a rough few days in this house. Hilariously, I brought tissues in because mine is 100% allergies. I just have fall allergies, but I don't sound... I just get a little sneezy. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Mine is definitely been, congestion. You got, you like, got poor sick baby... Mm-hmm. Poor sick mama. Well, I do have a little bit of exciting news. Oh, and what's that? I think there's going to be kittens this weekend. That is exciting. Are you, have you started finding like people to adopt the kittens, or what are you going to do? Yeah, I don't want to count my eggs before they hatch, but I think I have home for the whole clan, including mama. Mm. That's exciting. That's good. I know I was so I mean because she's such a sweet cat but like everybody just wants the kittens like people don't want the adults so mm-hmm. um my realtor actually Namasha Head if you're looking for real estate in the triangle go find her she's the best um she saw that we were having kittens so they surprised their daughter by bringing her over to meet mama to be like mm-hmm. you're gonna have one of the babies when the baby's born you get to pick which one you want and she and wanted like, a mom. So she has, so it, there's Nama, and then she has her three daughters, and then her husband. Mm-hmm. And so Nama and the three daughters, like, fell in love with Mama. And they were all oh. like, let's take Mom and a baby. Let's oh, take one of each. Good. Like, we'll take Mom for us. And, of course, like, Dad's like, we got to think about it. We got to talk about it. Like, we got to be reasonable. No, but it's I'm already like, been decided. That, that man has no hope. No. <laughs> The four no. women in his life have already decided. Decided. It's done. That and I happened. told them, I was like, I can't keep her. Like, I, I truly cannot keep her. I have four yeah. animals of my own that I, like, I can take care of my animals. I cannot add another one to it. So, like, I need someone to find a home for her. And they were like, we should just take her. And I was like, yeah, you yep. should. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to stop yet. That happened to so my I dad. Think... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not with cats. Um, but With my... your puppers? with Sadie Uh, yeah back in Mississippi it was like I saw her at the mall like the Humane Society had an event there and I fell in love with her and I called my dad and my well my mom called my dad and my dad was like we're moving in like three months we're not getting a puppy we're not doing this and then like two weeks later there's like this fair and she's there again at the with the Humane Society and I spent like 40 minutes begging and crying my mom to adopt this dog. And the lady comes up and goes, well, 
if she doesn't get adopted out this weekend, we have to euthanize her because it's Mississippi. So they definitely like have to yeah. euthanize because they don't have well, any space. humane society. Yeah. I was going to say yeah. any humane society is unfortunately a kill shelter, which I will go on a soapbox if you talk shit about kill shelters. So don't do it. Yeah. So anyways, so I, uh, so of course then my mom's like, well, f- guess we're getting a fucking puppy because like you can't say no to that (laughs) so she calls my dad on the way home and he's like oh did you get anything at the fair and she's like well and he's like it better not have four legs and she's like it's really cute and he was like it better not be a beagle because he doesn't like the beagle bark and so he gets home from work that day and she barks and it's a and he's like it's a beagle she was a beagle mix and he fell in love with her it all worked out fine but i was gonna say sadie like (laughs) it all worked out fine. she's the queen she was the queen of that house so it all worked out but yeah once like the women in the life decide this is what we're doing you're kind of sol but i know i think they're gonna take her that makes me super happy and i see we're both drinking some red wine tonight too you got some red oh i needed to finish the bottle (laughs) And I didn't feel like going out and buying some more. So I just like, oh, we're going to do that. Just some cab. Nothing too exciting. What you got? Just a cab? Yeah. I have, um, I got the Apothic Dark. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Um, all of the Apothic stuff was on clearance when I went to pick up my, because I was out and I needed to go pick up some for tonight. And they were like super on sale. So I grabbed a couple bottles. So I got the Apothic Dark. It's really good. Oh, nice. Good. Okay. Yeah, awesome. it's not super dry. It's not doesn't do that thing where it like sticks in your back of your throat. You know, I like the super dry yeah, stuff. You do. So it's not like quite as dry as I like it, but it's still it's it's delicious. So I only had enough for one glass, which is like honestly fine with a cold. So um, all right. Just clear oh, you out, get yourself. Just, yeah, exactly. Um, also, we were corrected for the below one episode that just came out a couple weeks ago I know so everything I heard was saying Bilo I could have sworn that's what I heard and maybe I heard it correctly but then just kept seeing it the way it was spelt and well and maybe it it's not even maybe so, technically it said Bilo but like the euphemisms of because my mom is like she's the one who told us it was pronounced Bilo yeah so um, I apologize because, for that and she's well she's a North Carolina native she's been here like for the past 50 years um well she lived in illinois for a little bit but she was a kid in north Mm -hmm. carolina so like she actually remembers the store and and there's also totally a chance that maybe it's actually pronounced bilo or and like the north carolinians were just like no it's bilo because we say things weird here i don't know um but but apparently apparently it's technically bilo like b-u-y-l-o-w like it's a low price i was like oh that's actually clever that makes sense <laughs> so why didn't they just say b-u-y and then dash my mom that? was like i don't know my mom and i were joking about it and she was like maybe it was like a copyright thing maybe they maybe. couldn't like copyright that and they're like oh people in north carolina are definitely gonna say bylo when they see the word b I know, e. I know. Like, I, okay, anyways, I apologize if I offended anybody out there for mispronouncing it. I could have sworn that's what I heard when I was listening to It's not to even the, a real the, store anymore. It's You're not, fine. I know it's not around, but it's still like, We're you fine. know, 
people, yeah, it still has a history to it. So, and if y'all want to meet my mom, hop in our Facebook group because she's there. She's like our most active member. Yeah, we have. I mean, we only have like, you know, some family. We have four members. Oh, Carol, Anna, Rusty, mm-hmm. my mom. That are We're active. We're getting there. We're getting there. Slowly. All right. Just All right. Kidding. So Anyways. We got the alcohol out of the way, and I'm just going to drop in with the business just a little bit more. Um, the only thing I want to plug one more time is our merch giveaway. We've gotten, I think we have five entries already, mm-hmm. um, which means that two of y'all, unfortunately, are not going to get magnet. So um, just as a reminder, all you have to do is... Um, if you want to get some of our very first merch, uh, drop in to, um, Apple, if you have Apple podcasts, if that's where you listen, leave us a review, um, or give us five stars because that is how we increase visibility in our, sorry, I'm spilling something on my cat. Um, that's how we increase our visibility and we're just trying to get our visibility up a little bit. Um, so leave us a five star review, but make sure you take a screenshot of that because it can take up to a month for that to appear under our podcast. So we might not see it. So just like take a little screenshot of the review, send it to us either on messenger, Instagram, like wherever you find us, or even in our private messages. If you're, if you know us in real life and are friends with us. Um, that's a thousand true crimes pod or a thousand true crimes podcast discussion group. Um, first one, Instagram, second one, Facebook. And then if you are on any of the other platforms, just, uh, follow us, subscribe, whatever, and then take a screenshot of that, send that to us. And then we will put all of those names into a digital raffle space, have the computer randomly select three winners, um, we decided we were going to do the drawing on September 30th and then three of you will be three names will be drawn and then we'll contact you and we are going to send you a super fancy little fridge magnet with our Mm -hmm. cover art. Yep. All right. Ready for the case? I am ready for this case. I actually sent this case to Chelsea and I don't know all that much about it. Apparently she has like more info about it. So this one's a little different because usually my couch investigation is like on crimes where people are no longer with us or it's done through like a documentary. So this one though is from the Netflix um, show. See, like my brain's like not even working. I have so much cold medicine in me. It's like an allergy medicine in me. So I apologize if I'm like, what's that word? Um, so anyways, this That's is also from just like mom Friday brain. night. Yeah. Um, so this is from Haunted and it's a series on Netflix. And usually they talk about like ghost stories and possessions and stuff like that. But this is a little bit different. Yeah, And that's why I was watching it. I was there for the ghosts. I did yeah. not get ghosts. And so this is in season two, episode three, and this is the story. Is that the thing to say? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. This is James Swift's story about his experience um, being sent to a religious boy's home that we'll get into a little bit more information here in a second. And it's all, so the episode is all of him being the narrator. 
So this is all of his experiences. And, yeah. So um, if you what if he you and if you haunted, Google too, it it'll come up. That, yeah. Like, and about if you the haven't boys watched stuff. Haunted, it's the way they set it up is that they uh, they have like typically a person and then people in their family because typically it's about ghost stories. Like that's what you're listening mm-hmm. to is ghost stories. And they're like, do you remember how we were in a house and like this ghost was bothering us and all this other stuff? And that's usually what they are. But then randomly I was like just watching the episodes through and there was this one and he sits down and tells the story. Was there even a ghost element or yes. did I just purge that no. from my brain? You pur- you purged it. There is. Okay, so There is. Okay, so there's a part but he started talking about his story and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And then I told Chelsea up. I was like, "You got to research this guy and find out like what actually happened at this place because they did some it, it's it's a it's a classic story of like gay kids sent to a pray the gay away camp and i quite frankly feel like those people need to be called out as criminals like yeah i mean it's definitely it's definitely a crime it's definitely a crime and there's other crimes in here and so there's a trigger warning of sexual assault as well as um some abuse of children physically yep um yep so but yeah okay so so this is his story and essentially i'm just kind of retelling James's story. Um, so James yourselves. Yeah. And, and I didn't put, again, I I didn't put in all the, all of the information. So definitely check out the episode. If you're more, if you're interested in it, it's season two, episode three of the haunted series. So James Swift was born in Winsboro, Louisiana, and it's a pretty small town, which is like a pretty small town, but James grew up in a up in an even smaller town outside of Winsboro called Jigger. J-I-G-G-E-R. What a Jigger. fucking name. Yeah, I just, I wanted to spell that out in case if anybody, like, was like, hmm. <laughs> it's not, it's not what you think. No. It's not what you think. Um, he lived there with his older brother, David, and his mom and dad. His dad was a construction worker and cotton picker, and his mom was a stay-at-home mom. Now, since they lived in the country, James and uh, David would always play outside, and they had a pretty happy childhood. You know, they did kids' things, and his brother David had a speech impediment and was considered a slow learner, and that just comes up in part of it. So James always kind of had to look, like, didn't have to, but always looked over his brother, and they were, like, best, their best friends. So one day, James's mom discovers Herbert W. Armstrong's broadcast called The World Tomorrow. Now, Armstrong was the creator and founder of the Worldwide Church of God. Now, this church technically does not exist anymore after Armstrong passed away and he left it like to go to somebody else. So in 2009, the church ends up changing its name from the Worldwide Church of God to its current name, Grace Communion International. And they did that in order to better reflect what the church has become and what they teach. So essentially, like after Armstrong passed away, he had a successor and they kind of started getting away from how Armstrong was teaching it. And now it falls under this Grace Mm -hmm. uh, Communion International. And guess where they're uh, located at? Their headquarters. Utah. Charlotte, North Carolina. Are you serious? 
Yeah. Why does that not fucking surprise me at all? But it seems like, though, they aren't following. And I could be wrong. I mean, I didn't do a deep dive. But from the quick, like, Google search of it, it's not like articles popped up about abuse or this and that. It seems like they changed their model. They changed how they... They, ch- they don't represent what Armstrong represented anymore. Well, and also because, and, and I'm just going to throw From this in. From my understanding. When, yeah, and when I read about the, when I watched the episode, I like hopped on Google to see like if there was any information out there. Because of course I was like, this is a true crime. Like we should totally do this mm-hmm. on the episode because this is some fucked up shit that went down. Yeah. And there's not a lot of information. Mm-mm. And we know that the church, certain churches are really good at purging those mm-hmm. that information and censoring mm-hmm. anything and then of course rebranding their themselves so like there's not a lot of information about this but i just i feel like this man's story deserved to be told like yeah no definitely was, because you know in it, we'll talk more when we get more into it but yeah we'll so, get there we'll get there so worldwide church of god eventually becomes what it is today grace community international they don't and really affiliate can, themselves just, with sorry. it anymore but I know I keep interrupting you, but if any of you, since it's in Charlotte and this is Mm -hmm. a North Carolina podcast, if any of you are here in North Carolina and you have any sort of like history or familiarity with this church, please reach out to me or Chels. I would love to talk to you about like what your experience was. Yeah. Because on, yeah, yeah, we're not gonna. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is so Grace Communion uh, International, they are based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah. The Worldwide Church of God was not based in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's what I mean. Let's make that clear. If you had experience with <laughs> yeah. that church, yeah. I would be very interested to just talk to you about your experience as a fellow survivor of extreme conservatism Christianity. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Armstrong preached that there was only one true church and everyone else would die in the apocalypse. So, Joe, you're fucked. I've been fucked, Charles. According to him, since you're pagan. So, like... You know you know, I done been fucked. Yeah. Like, as soon as they said that, I was like, well, she's out. Um, so... I've been fucked since I was, like, I don't know, 12 years old. <laughs> so, they believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and they believe in God. They also believed that demons lived among us, and if you opened your mind to a demon, you would be possessed. Yeah. So this is very his, common in a lot of Southern yes. Christianity. So his so James's mother starts listening to this broadcast and starts believing this, and this is where their normal happy childhood turns into a nightmare. Hmm. So before they can even so the mother decides to move them to be closer to the the um headquarters the of the church, church. Mm-hmm. so she uproots them and moves them and so when they get to their new house before they can even unpack their bags the local preacher has to come and anoint the house to make sure that there are no demons there that's right i remember that mm-hmm. yes that's so weird, right? It's very weird. Like, I understand there's, like, a lot of religions that will sage a yeah. house. But a lot of it's just but to get, like, evil. But you do that evil... yourself. Yeah, you do that yourself. And to them, it's just, like, 
not even like evil spirits. It's more like negative energy. Right. And it's, yeah. like, a, it's like a purification process to like, it's like a, 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 a starting, what new. do they call it? A consciousness thing, yeah. a, a manifesting thing. It's not like you actually think there's like demons living in your home. Mm-hmm. And like, why are they having their pastor come over? Like, See, and these were like some of the questions that I had coming up when I was watching the episode because I'm like, why does the pastor know that they're moving there? Why is this a conversation? Like, I don't. I'm. Yeah. Th- this seems very controlling and culty. Well, it seems very cultish. It is very cultish, and I think they eventually the church does get uh, branded as a cult. And like in the <laughs> episode, they show like this welcome video to the church, and it's yeah. like these people yeah. singing around a track field behind like in front of this like huge building it's and it's very cultish like very like I would look at this today like, like they're all like, in what symmetry. are you doing yeah like what are you doing right now and it's yeah. all white people all like very yeah. thin girls and fit guys like they all look the same and I'm sitting here going okay guys it's weird as fuck this is cult 101 walk You're the in a fuck cult. away run <laughs> like just say no thank you and turn around I so, really don't think that you and I would ever get no. caught by a cult I hope not I mean so, I hope not too but at least I know if I got caught by a cult you'd pull me out and if you oh, got caught by a cult I'd pull you out yeah I would kidnap you so quick so during I just call your mom that's all I would do <laughs> so during the time that the preacher was anointing the house James and his brother are outside playing And the preacher goes outside because the kids are laughing and having fun and yells at the boys and tells them to be quiet and to come inside. Now, James listens immediately, but his brother, being a quote-unquote, like, slow learner, did not. So the preacher goes over to David, and they don't exactly say, but it sounds like he starts spanking and hitting him. And David just starts to cry. And this really gets to James. And this is, I think, when James really realized, like, oh, shit, what the fuck is about to happen to us? Because this is his older brother, and his mom is doing nothing to stop it. Doesn't she she also say, like, he's the pastor? He's allowed? I mean, she might have, but not in the episode. That was not just said. I did not hear that. Like, and this is so, this is so Christian and... It's not, not Christian. It's actually, it's actually uh, sorry. Can I, let me rephrase. Yes. <laughs> this is, this is so. Controlling cult. Exploitate. This is so exploitative of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, Chelsea and I have had so many talks about this and I do believe that Christianity can be a beautiful religion just like all of them can. But like there are people who can take it and morph it into stuff that's sick and gross and terrible. Yeah. And this is just a classic way because there's that one verse in the Bible Mm -hmm. that tells you beat your children. Like, no. But and also, like, you have to think about, like, which is it the Old Testament or New Testament? Because technically Christians are supposed to follow the New Testament. And the New Testament doesn't have a lot of that hard, intense, like, beat your children, like, hate. You know what I mean? It's more about turning the other cheek. And Jesus is like. Sit down do and love know? each other, and like say, this is like my job, not yours. The most in the Bible, the one word that's repeated the most, well, with the exception of like conjunctions and yeah, yeah, love each other. Yeah, yeah. But well, because you know is Jesus is like looking down, going, "Did not say that. Did Stop not say beating that. the child. 
I love yeah. children. <laughs> yeah. They're my favorite. Yeah. Stop like, beating the child. Like, the what the fuck is doing? wrong with you? Yeah. You so, grown ass fucking man. Especially then, someone who's allegedly quote unquote has a learning disability. Yeah. And then like, I just can't imagine like looking at your mom, like you're going to do something and just seeing that like, no, you're not okay. I know. So, and I was like an overly sensitive child. Like if anyone spoke harshly to my brother, I would get upset. Like, mm-hmm. and I mean, overly sensitive. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like if anyone even just said a harsh word to him, but like, I know how that feels. Like when you watch your sibling getting in trouble, like you're angry. You're yeah, like, how dare upset. you? Yeah. Don't you speak to him that way. <laughs> so everything is starting to change. And at this point they can't eat bacon, pork, shellfish, and they, and the reason for that is to stop demon possession. They can't go to the library. They can't read comics. The only TV they can watch is a broadcast from the Worldwide Church of God. Now, when they would go to the services, every single sermon was about demons attacking them. So some of the ways they told people that they could be possessed by a demon was that if you're overweight, you were possessed by a gluttonous demon. I am going to go on record and say, homegirl's possessed by a gluttonous demon. <laughs> First of all, girl. no, she's not. She's going to sit here and try and talk I am like, I will eat like anything. I can't. I'm like, just, yeah. I mean, but how many demons am I possessed with? Oh, girl, you would definitely. I got be, like. You would definitely at least be sent five. away. Yeah, at least five. You would definitely be sent away. You're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're out. Yeah. I mean, um, I got, I got lust. I got vanity. I got, got sloth. Yeah. I got you a got lot a of lot. <laughs> you got a lot. Um, so, and if you were lied, you were possessed by a lying demon. Mm, so mm. during one of the services, this man that was in the church just starts to scream like, fuck this church and what it stands for and fuck you. And at this time, James is like five years old. So other church members are like screaming demon be gone at this member that's saying like fuck your church and all of a sudden other members of the church come up and they start beating this man up okay i remember this and i was like this man wasn't possessed by a demon this man snapped oh yeah he snapped 100 he snapped and, and then what do they do they beat, they him, beat up. him up and he <laughs> isn't seen again and like it didn't seem like it was like Oh, we're going to kick him and hit him a couple times and then leave him alone. Like yeah, it yeah, sounded right. like they like beat him until he was like they not pummeled moving. him. Yeah. Yeah. So this man isn't seen again for a few weeks, but he does return to the church and he says he was sorry. And then he does love the church and his family and Jesus and the members. I know they beat him up. He had to take a few weeks to survive or to recover. I bet that they did a some hella indoctrination mm-hmm. about like I'm gonna take your family if you don't conform. I'm gonna take your kids if you don't conform. And then finally he was like, "All right, well I guess I gotta just fucking deal with this bullshit a little bit longer because I love my kids and I love my wife." Yeah. So it's just so at this point James is five. It's and, insane, right? Yeah. It's insane. And all he knows is like demons are gonna possess you, this and that, and so James turns six. And he's at the service and the pastor comes by and tells his mom that he wants to speak with her after the service and bring James with her. So the pastor 
turns to his mom and says, Mrs. Swift, your son is possessed by a gay demon. James is six years old. Six. So according to James, the church had taken notice of how feminine his mannerisms were, which again, he's six. Six. So the pastor tells his mom that they need to loosen the grip that this demon has on James's soul because not only will this demon drag James to hell, it will drag his brother, his mom, and dad to to hell with him. And James says, like, he had this idea. He, like, he had no idea what being gay means. And pretty much... Because he's six. Yeah, the church is telling the six-year-old that it's your fault because, like, your parents, your family's going to go to hell because the way you... Because you allowed yourself to get possessed. Yes. Because you allowed the demon demon into your mind. Makes me so angry, Mm Charles. So one of the quote-unquote solutions to this quote-unquote problem was to isolate James. Yep. Here we go. So he would be put into his room for weeks at a time and only be allowed to go out to the restroom. No food or water for up to 24 to 36 hours. Like, that hurts my heart I know. so much. I know. Six years old. Mm-hmm. It's sad. It's horrible. That's like, that's like one of my girls' age. Like, mm-hmm. she's seven, but like... Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, I definitely need some more wine after that before we get into some more... Okay. Yeah. Y'all, uh, go get some Very wine. jolly things coming up, let me tell you. I know. This podcast does not make your day better. Unless you like the sound of my voice. <laughs> Ooh, good one. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. So this isolation took place from the age of 6 to 15. 15. Mm-hmm. Now, and it, okay, and obviously he's not going to school, FYI, by the way. It's nine years. <laughs> now, according to the church, his mom and dad could not exercise a demon but his mom would not stop trying. And one way he would, she would do this is by touching James and telling him you have to respond to a woman's touch. I know, I know. Yes, I know, mm-hmm. I know. Like, like you know what that means. Like, like we all know what that means. Touching, we're not going to make yeah. it more, yeah, we're not going to mm-hmm. make it more explicit than that. You know what that means. And in her mind, according to James, it's like if she can make his body respond, then that would make him not gay. His mom. Like, if his mother can make him get a boner, then he's not gay? No, I'm sorry. No sexually normal human. Like, like no, 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 no. It's just so many we- things are wrong with that mindset. And, like, obviously, like, I just want to know what was going on in her life when she first heard this broadcast to think this is the right this, way. I unfortunately don't give her any credit. I think that I just want to know like what triggered her to be like, yeah. But do you think she was triggered or do you think she was a fucked up individual and finally found a place where she could be as fucked up as she wanted to be and nobody was going to question it? Because that's what I think. He doesn't really go into too much detail about his like mom's life and like stuff like that. But you know how much narcissists, sociopaths, and psychopaths hide in religion. You know how Mm -hmm. much that's true. Mm -hmm. And pedophiles. Yep. 
So, like, maybe she's just a sick fucking woman who heard a broadcast and was like, oh, this is a place I can go and be fucked up as I want to be and nobody's going to say anything. I don't know. I don't know. But I if hate I her. Joined, I know that much. If, if no, I, the Chelsea, day I joined a no. church and they came over and beat my son, you can, I can guarantee you I would. First off, I would beat the pasture and then I first would take off, my kids and go. So, like. First off. Nobody would know anything because <laughs> it would just quietly. I'm not going away. to incriminate us in any way. So before you continue to do so, um, That's right. we got to save our murders for when they actually need to happen. Oh God. Ah. Okay, please do not come after me. That's all, Joe. I will throw you under the bus real quick. I'm not going to jail. She um, will. Don't worry. She will. <laughs> at so at 15 years old, James was sent away to what he thought was a camp. The day he was taken, he was woken up by the pasture. As he was walking to the car, he has a hood placed over his head and forced into the car. So while he was in the backseat terrified, he asks the woman that was there what she was going to do to him. And she said, nothing. You just can't see where you are going. So when James arrives to, quote unquote, the camp, he is led into a building where he can hear hymns being played lightly in the background. They strip James down and they hose him. They pretty much hose him down with like a fire hose, it seemed like. Yep. And yep. they threw this white powder on him to make sure he does not have lice. And this is when James finds out that the church actually sent him to the New Bethany home for boys. And there it is. And there it is. It's not a good place. It's not a camp. You're not roasting marshmallows. Nope. So the new Bethany home were actually compounds because there was like also new Bethany home for girls and boys. Mm-hmm. So, yep. and they were founded in 1971 by Mac Ford. And then, so I did see that boys as young as five were sent yep. there. So he is sent there. James is sent there to have the quote unquote gay demon exercised out of him. They take James into a room and there is this man sitting behind a desk and he tells James that this man is God now, that every drop of water that he drinks, every bite of food that he eats comes through him. And as he's like berating James, he tells him, you aren't going to survive this. They then take James across the hall into another room. And this is where he can like smell urine and feces and he's pretty much put into a cage. So at this place, there are two other men. They are the ones who would give the boys the food. So at the home, there's like two other men that work there. And the food, which was either dry dog food with water or bovine food, which is like the stickly sweet feed, and it would be in a dog dish. And their toilet was a used coffee can. So they leave James in this room and they tell him not to speak. And the second the door closes, a kid that was next to James and James asks the boy was okay. The second he says that the door flies open and the men come back into the room and they take a hard bound Bible and they hit James across the face with it. James nose starts to bleed and he falls down. Now James at this point knows he has to do something and he stands up and the man points and screams no demon, you will not resist. I mean, like, 
So the room, I know. First off, Jesus is going to be like, do not take my Bible and slap How somebody with it. How fucking dare you? Have you watched, okay, this is like not even remotely close to this, but have you watched the movie Saved? No. Should I watch it? It's hilarious. Yes. Okay. You would You would really like it. It's okay. So it's essentially like, it makes fun of like very like new age Christians. Like and, stereotypical shit. Yeah. Wait, is it got, uh, Macaulay Culkin? it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I have seen that. Yes, there's a scene, and Mandy Moore is in it, and she plays like the popular girl. Yeah, and there's this scene where she gets, she's like fighting with the other main character, and she throws as this like the main girl, the other main girl character is walking away from a fight they're having. Mandy's Moore character throws a Bible at the back of her and goes, "I am full of Christ's love," and like. (laughs) obviously that that's like it was a very it's like that's a comedy um but like for for some reason it just like popped in my head when he said that like they smacked him across the face with the bible Bible. i know and i just that scene of mandy moore being like i am full of christ's love which is like obviously two different things but anyways back to james's uh experiences so the room that the boys are kept in is essentially a, a cage. Um, yes. He can see that there's like a chain link fence all around the room. And so you can see all around and even the ceiling has a chain link in it. So essentially they're like, in, to me, it sounded almost in like dog cages. dog cages, like dog runs. That's what I thought exactly mm-hmm. too. Yes. That's what it sounded like. Dog runs from like a kennel. Yeah. Yes. Now in the cage, that they're in, there's also, like, another chain that had two gauntlets. Is that how you say it? Gauntlets? Yep. That could be put on your wrist. Yep. So, essentially, like, to hang you from your wrist. Yep. So, they were why, Chels? Why would you have that <sighs> in a cage for children? Because uh, they have a demon inside them, and they need to get it out. Joe. I hope they I mean, all rot how in hell. Do you not every know that adult, that's for? every single adult that sent their child here, that was involved with the children here, mm-hmm. I hope they rot in hell. I just, they should have all be crimes, like like arrested. Well, so some of them did get arrested. Some of them did get arrested. A lot of them did. Um, so they would shackle you there for hours. So you're standing there with your wrists above your head and James, of course, was sent there during the winter. So James is like shackled there barefoot on a concrete floor and he would be there like that for days. He had no way to go to the bathroom. So he would be standing in his own filth. And when they would look and when he would look down at his feet, there were almost a shade of blue because it was so cold. Like a child. Girl, imagine being five. So, and like some other articles had mentioned that like boys would be like strapped down to beds and beaten with plastic pipes. And another form, oh, this one's, this one's rough. Um, another form of torture was to strap the boys down to a chair. Yep. Here we and go. they would have like gauze in their mouths and they would, so like they couldn't bite down on their tongues. So if you listen to true crime, you probably know where this is going. And they would take exposed wires and tape them. Yep. So they would tape the ankles, 
going and under the armpits and they would show pictures and it would be like puppies, butterflies, the ocean. And then all of a sudden it'd be like two men kissing and then they would shock you. And they did this so that the kids would associate pain with attraction to men. I actually like forgot about this part Mm -hmm. when I told you to do the episode and I am so proud of you for pushing through that. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah. And that like, so like James at the time that this was all happening, he actually believed he was being cured and that he had to go through this to get the demon out of him. And isn't that so sad? I know. Girl, take a take a step because it's so about to sad. get real rough. I know they, we're about to get to the bad part. Already. Yeah, and that was a really bad pun. Let me take that part out. Let me say that again. Oh no! <laughs> say it all over again. No, Charles. <laughs> That's just like me talking. Um, because it's about to get real dark. <laughs> there we go. It's about to get real dark. Um. <laughs> so. They take James to another room where there's like this table with shackles on it. And they have James bend over the table with his wrist bound to the table. And they would lay hands on him and speak in tongues while somebody from behind was raping him. And James describes it like someone ripping him in half. He said that while they were raping him, he saw a demon that, and it was like, for him, it was like, staring directly into hell so yeah Joe's like about to like her face she's about to lose her shit it just makes me so mad it it gets to a point where like there's no words so James was there for 17 weeks and they decide to send him home so they drop James off in the street, can can even take him to his house. In the street, and his dad opens the door and is just staring at him and says, they told me you didn't even try. You didn't do anything they asked you to do. You didn't want to be cured. You are no longer my son. So his dad kicks him out at the house at 15 years old. After he got raped. Not just raped, tortured for 17 weeks. Yeah. And could you imagine what he looked like? And you're going to say that to him? Yeah. Like, I can't. I can't. So, thankfully, though, after this happened, James's aunt got custody of him and his brother, David, and they move in with her. So they get out of the abuse. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, so James goes back to school, and... This is his story, but, you know, he's sitting in a homeroom when this new kid walks in. And James doesn't have a lot of friends, you know. He's kind of, he's kind of been through a lot of shit. He hasn't been socialized since he was six years old. And so, mm-hmm. um, and James knows that there's something different about this kid. So, this new kid asks if it's true what they say about James. And I'm going to say... I'm going to say this word because James says it and it's his story okay. of how he officially like knew he was attracted to men. Okay. Fair enough. And the kid was like, is it true what they say about you, James? Like, are you? A- 
Oh, that's right. No, you're right. I remember this part. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and this is I, just wait, yeah. y'all. Just wait. Like a, I know everyone's upset. Admitting. Just yeah. wait. Just wait. And James is like, no, 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 no. That's like absolutely not true because he doesn't know this kid and he's been bullied about it and this and that. So he doesn't know. And he was raped. Like yeah. he's been like persecuted his life about being yeah. gay. So he doesn't even know. So, and the kid goes, well, that's a shame because I am. So James is like, well, wait a minute. Maybe I am. I don't know. And the kid pulls him in closer and kisses him. And that is when James knew that he was attracted to men. Or boys. Well, who's the kid at the time? So boys. But that's how he officially was like, yes, I am. And I feel like if I remember watching that, like for him, that was a really important moment. It was a very, very important moment for him. Because like he finally felt like seen Mm -hmm. and like understood. And someone accepted him. For just exactly the way he was. was. Yep. And so, so where are they now? James eventually moves to New Orleans and he still lives there to this day. The boys' home was raided in March of 1982, and a lot of the people that were involved with that home got arrested. Yep. Um, and a lot of the kids that were at that home were sent to live in foster care, which, that's a different podcast, but to foster care, like, they weren't sent home. Yeah. They were not sent home back to their parents. Yeah. Um, and the Worldwide Church of God has been completely disbanded and, like I said, labeled as a cult. And Herbert W. Armstrong was a pedophile who has since passed away. So that's James Swift's story. Definitely check out his him actually telling it because he you can actually it's see so his emotion painful. and there's other things that happen that I didn't talk about because yeah. like I don't want to take I, I want people to actually go and watch these documentaries and these shows that bring light to these cases. Right. So yeah. Well, you did a great job with a weird situation. It was weird because it's definitely like it sounds like, well, it's just like it's always like a slippery slope when you're talking about abuse and Christianity, you know, people come at you for that stuff. And, you know, I wanted to tell James story and I want to tell it correctly. And then having to say a slur that I don't feel comfortable saying, but saying it because he said it and it's his story and he has no, every it's right a good, yeah. to it's a good, yeah, it's, it's a good thing. I and, think. Well, and because the person who is also asking him the question mm-hmm. was in a different place, so like that's obviously not it's a, a word different that place. we use yeah. to describe people. And this but... was like, and I think this was like probably like the sixties or seventies. So, but anyways, Joe, what is your weekly win? My weekly win is that both my kids back in school. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exciting, and hopefully they stay that way. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I don't know. It's getting crazy in this world. It's glorious right now. Girl, I mean, I did not. We have to go back. It's fine, but it's glorious right now. Also, we're recording this one day before 9 11. 20, 20, yes. 20 year anniversary. It's the 20 years. Mm hmm. Are you going to do anything? I mean, 9-11 was like super impactful in my childhood. I never mm-hmm. forget 9-11. Whenever oh, no, the day no. comes up, I always it always hits me really um, hard. I don't really, I don't think we're doing anything. I know that there's like remembrance. There's a lot going on, especially at Lejeune. Um, a few people that were killed in the attacks in Kabul. Yeah. 
were stationed here. And so it's just a very, like, there's memorials everywhere. Um, Oh, that's hard. You know, there's a very beautiful memorial that's been put up. Uh, It's, like, off-base housing. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe I'll, we can, me and the fam will stop by there and leave some flowers. It's, It's just, like, one of those things that it's very, it hits being it's military hard. community and I know people that have lost family members and during Listen, 9-11 and then like people you lost don't have friends to be military yeah to understand how painful it is when you lose somebody you love oh yeah no no I'm not saying that at all I know I'm you're just not. saying that it's <laughs> it's, it's hard. a different it's hard feeling because a lot of people after 9-11 Anyways, we're not going to get into that political. That's a different podcast. It's a different thing. What's your weekly win? Like, how do you? Well, you did your weekly win already. I'm going to put you on the spot. So (laughs) my weekly win actually happened today, and it's so, like, peak suburban suburban mom type thing. But I love to go on walks. And I... The fall weather finally hit you. Oh, my God. The fall weather finally fucking hit me today. It was fucking glorious. Yeah, it did. No. So like I have like a bunch of neighbors and I essentially like started up like a text message group and it's just like, I call it the walking group. Mm-hmm. And it's just like people that I constantly text like, Hey, do you want to go for a walk? I'm going around nine, like da 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 da. And so I just made it one big chain. So it usually was like me and like maybe one or two other people, but this time it was like a good amount of people that it just worked out. So we're like, we went on a you walk, got your whatever. And then Oh my God, my life. And then we, um, so like later this afternoon I'm on Facebook and somebody was like, Hey, so I feel kind of like awkward posting this, but I saw a group of ladies with their strollers and dogs walking this morning. That was um, you. Is there like a walking group that I can join or does anybody know? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> we're famous. Yeah, That's me. <laughs> So like I messaged her and I was like, so one of my neighbors has a big white, yeah, it's like, it's me. Hey. Um, so one of my neighbors that was walking with us has a big white Pyrenees. So I messaged her and I was like, was there a big white dog in the group? If so, like that's us, like, and we walked around the neighborhood. So like, I knew that she lived close by and I was like, and so she's like, yes. Get in our group, girl. First I got to make sure she's. Good enough. She's cool. She's cool. cool. She's got to be cool. She's got to be, cool. be cool. So, yeah. So, I just, just, like, felt like I had a little bit of, like, <laughs> it's me. Hey. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's That's like, fantastic. I've hit my peak 30s at this point. <laughs> I feel like I should make sweatshirts. <laughs> you and me both. My realtor came over today. She's, like I said, she's the one who wanted the cat. And she saw my backyard. And she's like. Oh my God, you've done such an incredible job with your yard. And I was like, cause my yard was like woods before mm-hmm. I moved in and then we like tamed it. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you're like, I got it. This is what thirties is. This is just what being 30 is. So you're like, yeah. I got a, I got a boss ass mom group. I got a boss mm-hmm. ass yard. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm about I got to a make, bottle of wine. I'm like, about to make some tracksuit <laughs> like for our walking <laughs> Get some ankle weights. 
Please just do a photo shoot with that. Please. <laughs> and you can do it instead of army wives. It could be army moms. <laughs> uh, first off, Marines. Um, no, you, you know what I mean, though. Like, the show, yeah. Yes, you would have to do, like, Marine moms. Marine but, like, moms, yes. That would be amazing. <laughs> you know what they say. We have the toughest job in the core. Get some, get absolutely fucking lootly no it, that's a huge no that's a joke it is not it's, it's not <laughs> it's not a joke but you can get some little tiny pretend weights for lays oh my god they have to have dog ankle weights they have you know to. they have them they have you to. know they have them i can get like a little adidas chalk suit for her oh done <laughs> i mean she's never experienced winter so she's gonna need a jacket she needs some clothes she needs a little warmth yeah, I'm gonna some layers. I'm gonna get a bedazzle machine. <laughs> One of the punch its. Do you remember those? Like where you punch it uh, and yeah. it would bedazzle it. <laughs> oh God! All right. <laughs> well, if you guys ever wanna. Yeah, we've spiraled out of control. Control. All right. Well, thank you all for joining. And if you are, <laughs> you know, any walking group ideas, let me know. <laughs> and. If you like what we're doing and you want people to know, make sure to like, follow, subscribe. I'm too tired to do the rest. It's a thousand true crimes podcast discussion group on Facebook, a thousand true crimes pod on Instagram. We're not on Twitter, but if you want us to be, let us know. Um, and yeah, have a good night. Yeah. See y'all next time. Bye guys. Bye.